What's up, cuties? It's it's your favorites. We're back again. It's Second Rink, episode 35, coming at you hot this time. We've got a great guest. Before we get to our interview and our entire episode, I do have to make a mention from our friends down at DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings.com, one of our sponsors at Stick and Rink here, the leader in daily fantasy for sports all across the globe. Uh, if you're looking to make some dollars, if you're looking to, to just find treasure and use your brain to your power here, Definitely check it out. I know we've been hammering the Masters picks, and we've been talking a ton about Masters recently. Josh, you let me in on a secret about Jordan Spieth, how he's clowning people going into the tournament. That's that's a hot storyline going into the Masters, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, any of the people out there listening, use promo code THPN at sign up. That gets you a free $5 entry on your first deposit. So we'll allow us to, to give you extra money to make money, which we'll then ask a small fee for probably don't count on it but expect it is what i'm saying um other than that guys we're gonna get to our interview now we're gonna get to our episode now we are graced with the presence of mr matt hamilton on this podcast we are privileged to have now if this was an athlete i would say like future all-star future nhl or stuff like this so i'm I'm gonna just come out and say it future most important person on the red carpet. Yeah. Oscar winning. Le- yeah. Leo award winning actor. Everyone's like, what the fuck is that? Hottest <laughs> guy in Hollywood. Uh, worst Leafs fan ever. Just that's kind of T1 with every Leafs fan out there. But yeah. we're going to get the jobs going. Uh, we've brought Matt on today, man. First of all, thanks for coming, Matt. I'll give you the floor for a second before I just ramble on about you. Yeah, yeah, no. Thanks for having me, guys. This is fun. I don't know what the hell we're talking about, but you said sports and <laughs> entertainment and i'm in there yeah, yeah yeah matt oh, first yeah. and foremost what are you drinking over there uh a pint of the dark stuff let's nice. see there you go oh, the good stuff hey there it is yeah. love that so hey cheers <laughs> cheers, cheers to you guys cheers i got my uh d- I've got decaf water. i got my yeah. decaf tea here how much of a hardo am i guys looking <laughs> to stay on top of my game here make sure i don't let the, the tongue slip a little bit but uh matt so yo you, you and I used to work together for a couple months, and Correct. it did not take me long to realize that every time I came on for shift, if there was a Jays game on, if there was a Leafs game on, I was pretty much making every drink because there's no way you're missing yeah. a pitch and at bat anything. So Yeah, I, yeah. I was like checked that. out. So I'd been with the company for so long that I kind of had this like, yeah, if, the, if there's a game on, Matt's going to do that. Yeah. And back when Fat was around, if the game was close, I was going to go for a little walk. <laughs> to the sports bar where I could watch it with uh, some volume. Uh, so yeah, guilty. Guilty. You did, you did a lot more work when I was working. Yeah, and that's these these guys have also worked with me, so that's saying something that I was doing any work whatsoever. But that's yeah. something we share, man. Huge sports fans, and and that could block out any responsibility that we had on the clock. Any, anyone. Yeah. yeah. I All right, um, Josh. Why don't you lead us in here, buddy? You take you take hey. it where you want it to go. Well, I want to go into acting. Uh, sure. So right now you're a Hallmark actor, yes? Uh, I've been, yeah, I've done Hallmark, yeah. Okay. I don't think that's a phrase you use to yeah, call I don't, I don't want that to be known as a Hallmark actor. But, I yeah. think, if anything, that's more yeah. of a jab, dude. It's a tough look. Uh, so when I when I said juvenile questions, what I meant was, like, just low-key insults out here, apparently. Yeah, yeah. perfect. That yeah, feels like a family reunion. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how old were you when you got into acting? When I got into acting, I actually haven't been acting that long uh, with an agent. Okay. Uh, it's been about 10 years, 11 years. Oh, shit. All right. With That's an agent. Is it a long time? 
Uh, well, I mean, I'm 40, so. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, it's like, uh, excuse me. I, I had done like, so, like in high school, I did some plays. Right. In, like right. middle school. And then after that, I didn't really do much. And then I, I got my education in screenwriting. Right. So I had written a couple of things and uh, one thing placed in a contest. And I, I was young and I got an agent in New York and thought that was going to, I was going to be rich. Yeah, update did not happen. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so then I started kind of just writing shorts and sketches to be in myself. Right, right. So we did that for a couple of years. And that was fun. Some of the shit I have taken down from uh, YouTube because <laughs> it maybe doesn't translate as well to 2021. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I did that. And then a friend of mine, she's an actor. She was like, hey, you need to go to Vancouver. I was in Victoria at the time. You need to go to Vancouver, get an agent. And I was finishing my university degree. I'd gone back to finish my university degree in, in writing. And it's like, well, I'm, I don't, I'm not over there. She's like, just do it. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I went and did it. For about a year and a half, I did the kind of like uh, ferry over for audition kind of thing and ferry home, which sucks. Right. right. And then I moved here, yeah, I guess 2011. Okay. Just po post riot. No. Um, <laughs> Housing prices were pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We weren't on fire. So, um, yeah. So I moved over here then. And then, uh, basically, the last kind of five years, it's been the last kind of three years has been like a career and where yeah. it's where I make most of my money in the last, yeah. It's, I'm in the point now where it's like, oh, yeah, this is how I make my money. It, time to work on it. But the first handful of years are, you're trying to get like one-liner stuff or commercials or whatever. So it's not the most interesting of careers. It, it's not the most interesting of things you're going out for. You're like, oh, I want to be an actor. You think of like all these cool movies and shit like that. And then it's like, cool. You walk, oh, this Pepsi tastes good. And you walk out. It's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like 30 people follow you and they try and do it better than you. Yeah, like, right. And so it's, but I mean, that's, that's part of the grind. That's the right. tough shit. Matt, you talked yeah. about like writing shorts and whatnot like that. Do you still do that on the side as a hobby or no? Yeah, I kind of, I don't do like um, shorts anymore, but I like, I still have stuff I've written. Like I had um, a pilot that was at Amazon and okay. loved it. And I, this was six months ago and I thought, okay, sweet. This is gonna be good. But then they were like, eh, it doesn't really fit our mandate. Do you have anything else? I was like, oh, what? That's tough. No, I mean, not TV shows. Can you just do this? Or just yeah. keep it for it. Yeah. So I still have that, which um, it's going to a couple places uh, this month actually, and so we'll see nice. some producers. And I got a couple features that have placed in contests. One's auctioned nice. right now, so it's you know trying to get money and how much money can we get as opposed to our budget and sh shit like that, and name actors who can bring in international sales, all shit above my head that I let the producer deal with. So. Yeah. yeah. What what kind of drew you into this field? Like, obviously, like, you know, you say you're 40 and you've been in there for 11 years, like kind of a late to the party, I guess, um, in the grand scheme of things. Like, what was it that kind of drew you in and like, why, like, yeah, what was the choice? Like, what was the decision that made you? That's a good question. That's a good question. I think, you know what I think it was? Like, is the thing that I kind of gravitate, gravitate to all the time is, is comedy. Like being right. able to do comedy and especially with the sketches and shorts at the beginning with your buddies and stuff like that. It's like you watch like the Judd Apatow movies and 
<laughs> you know, all the all, they got like the, the outtake reels, and it's like they're all doing shit with their friends, and it's like fuck, that's what I want to do. Yeah, I want to do movies with my friends, and like the Adam Sandler model of like going to Hawaii for two months and shooting a terrible movie, but hanging out with your friends for two is two months is yeah, kind of where I want to be. That, that sounds doing it again a year later as well, just because you can. Yeah, it's yeah. A- <laughs> that's no, that's fair. So I didn't have this question written down, but it's coming on the fly here. So in this initial stage, like you're going to all these pretty like small clip interviews and just trying to get whatever you can. Mm-hmm. Is there like a small fear of you that you might become like the next slap chop guy? <laughs> like you might just get like, you do so well at one, you, you say something like you're going to love my nuts and then boom, you just typecast it into it. Yeah. That's a pretty funny question. Um, no, you, you don't want to do too good at that. Right. Like, you yeah. wanna, like put your best foot forward, but. Not necessarily, but there has been some auditions where I've just been like, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like one was like a s- spokesperson for, I can't remember what it was. And it was like fucking hot tubs or something. And it was like, you just, like you go out there and you just say a bunch of, like you're not even acting, you're just reading specs on a hot tub and shit. So yeah. I turned it down and then they asked my agent again, like, hey, can you bring Matt in for the second <laughs> round? And I was like, eh, still no. <laughs> and then they went back to my agent for the callbacks. Hey, we got the director and producer. We'd like to see you. I'm like, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be no. I don't want to be seen as that guy. Like, yeah. listen, I've done some dumb shit. I've done Hallmark movies. Like, I've, listen, I'll do stupid shit for money. But not you won't advertise a hot tub for money? Come on. No, not that like, There are worse things. So, so it's true. I, there, this actually kind of leads me into a question. Okay. Has, have any of you guys, this is a general question, not just for Matt. Have you guys seen the movie Let's Be Cops? Yeah. Okay. Do you guys remember that scene? Like, because this is what I pictured for you, Matt. This is the part when, what, like, not the black guy, but the white, the white guy. Jake Johnson. Yeah, yeah. An actor. Okay. And he does that commercial, and he's like, "I have, I have," and it goes to all these people, and he's like, "Genital herpes," and like, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's what I picture. It's like you're like hot tub Hamilton, like that's what that, yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> so I, I remember. So when we were, um, I think this was many months ago. When we were trying, we were um, thinking of people to interview and coming up. We were trying not to go the typical, like just get every hockey sports media person in week after week and trying to find some unique guests. I was over at my family's house and I was uh, hanging out with fam, had the TV on, and boom, there's Matt Hamilton. I like instantly was Yeah, Hot Tub (laughs) Hamilton, dude. I was was drawn into this. I don't remember what movie it was, but it was one of the Hallmark movies, but it was sick, dude. Like, I would admit I would never have sat down, but Matt, you had you had me hooked into this with your role. So, what do you think? What are some intangibles? Like, imagine let's just say we're the we're the people you're pitching right now, but we don't want you to read a script. We want you to tell us tell us about your intangibles. What what's selling you on us? Oh God, good. I mean, first, that's a is that's, that is that a thing in acting? Like, do you, do you bring intangibles? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. You, you got yeah, it. Right. For me, I would say like one. I'm like the most self deprecating dude on the planet, so. That's cool. I will never find something good to say about myself unless I can trash myself at the same time. Yeah. Um, but my like improvisational comedy skill or like because I have a background in screenwriting, there's there's like difference between people who improv or people who just make shit up kind of to whatever. Whereas I think when I do it, which which I try and do in every movie, even the Hallmark ones, like I've done enough now where I just. Uh, 
if I if I know the director or like you're some of the shit you're saying is not the most interesting. It's like, why do you? How come you won't admit you have a crush on Beth? Yeah, you know, like you've liked her yeah. since high school. Yeah, <laughs> so there's a more interesting way to get that across, right? Yeah, and so instead of just rambling on and whatever, it, I I feel like with my writing background, I can improv and it's still organic to the narrative of the story. And it right. doesn't feel yeah. like someone who's trying to, trying to be funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so I'll I'll that, and that's it. Well, I was going to say in your defense too, like <laughs> there's a lot of great movies who have that have, like unbelievably improvised li- lines, right? Or scenes mm. even in that matter. Like our no. friends are giant Lord of the Rings uh, fans. And like the one scene I believe that was improvised was in the fellowship when Gandalf smokes his head in, uh, and what's his name in uh, Bilbo's oh, house? Bilbo's, yeah, yeah, the Shire. Yeah, yeah, in the Shire. Yeah. It's like, that's an improvised line. It's like, everybody loves it. And it's just, it wasn't meant to be, but it was. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and it, it, I mean, filmmaking is like a, such a collaborative thing. And then like, even with my screenwriting, like I, I come from the school of like best idea wins. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like Elijah, you could text me like, you know, it'd be a funny thing to say. Boom. I go, hey, yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, I'll try <laughs> that out. And so yeah. it's just, you get all these, um, you get all these creative people together. Like I don't think, seen it's some people are some people some writers and they like don't change our, my stuff. It's whatever, and hey, that's their thing. Cool. But I, I mean, I personally think that you you could benefit from a lot of talented, smart people around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, Brian Cranston has a great story in Seinfeld when he's uh, when he's uh, Tim Watley, the dentist. Yeah, and they're doing the scene where Jerry's in his thing, and and then one of the like con- or one of the set guys or the grips just before rehearsal says to him, "Hey, you know, it'd be funny if you just took a hit of the uh, the laughing gas and went, oh yeah, good." And he's like, yeah. And so they did the rehearsal and Jerry and Larry David just couldn't stop laughing. So then they <laughs> shot it and he does the, oh, it's good stuff. And does, does a thing and everyone's laughing. They go, how'd you think of that? And he had this great story. He goes, it wasn't my idea. It was, and he looks for him and, and finally he sees him. He's just very back of the stage, just like leaning against the, like a post. He goes, who's that guy? And yeah, everyone yeah. kind of turns and goes, oh, okay, cool. Uh, but moving on yeah great story <laughs> love that um okay my next question here do you have a favorite actor and actress well yes okay kind of um <laughs> and you can't say matt hamilton so for the actor part he's i'm he's gonna go at it here that we guy got, we got a little bruce action so, so i grew <laughs> up with like a huge bruce willis fan like okay. i don't think he's really? i don't think he's the best actor in the yeah. world, but he's growing up, he was my favorite. I got like I bought all his movies. I have a couple posters, and I still like. I like to work out with with a with a movie on, and usually they're kind of uh, they're watching old action movie or one of these new shitty. Like Bruce Willis does a lot of like these shitty action movies where he shows up for like three days on this <laughs> shitty movie and like does five scenes and collects his money and gets the fuck out. So sometimes I put those on just to like pass the time while I'm on the bike or whatever. And I mean they're not great, but I still I still feel like I need to support him for some reason. I don't know why. He's doing fine. He doesn't need my support. Can um, you can you tell us a Bruce Willis movie that you just didn't like? Oh yeah. It's like uh, the number one that comes to mind. The 
the worst Bruce Willis. I mean, he's got a couple doozies. Yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole ten yards is terrible. Really? It's yeah, I'll terrible. Give you that one. The first one was funny. The second one's terrible. Okay. Uh, the last Die Hard movie is not very good. Fair. Have yeah. you? There, what was there's, that? There's some cool car chases in it, but um, yeah. What? A, oh man, there's Color of Night's not very good. Hudson Hawk's really bad. What's the What's the one where he's like, um, there's like kids or whatever they're being held hostage in some sort of like vacation home or something like that, and then he's uh he's trying to talk to the killers, telling them not to kill them in the house. Fuck, what resource? Is it called? Is it just called Hostage? Is it the one? Yeah. Yeah, 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 that was yeah. a very good Bruce Willis movie, from what I remember. I really yeah, like his role in that one. Cool. Cop Out mm-hmm. wasn't very good. Yeah, he's yeah. he's made some stinkers, but yeah, <laughs> but he's a legend. He's, he's he's the man. You got to go to. I think this was he didn't even have a huge role in this, but I remember Lucky Number Eleven, and that was a him, fun one. That was fun. I like that. Like that movie. I, I rewatched I rewatched Armageddon the other day. I got <laughs> I got Disney Plus, and man, that movie is a mess, but it is so fun. It, it is so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. But the cast, the cast is loaded. You got like Owen Wilson and Steve Buscemi and Michael Kirk Duncan yeah. in these like tiny roles. And it's fun. It, it's so stupid, but it's it's fun. That's yeah. like when uh that's like when Bruce Willis came out of nowhere in the expendables. What was it yeah, like right. going at the third one or something like that? You're like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing here? Yeah. But hey, it works. But coming out of the, coming out of nowhere in the expendables, that doesn't exist. Like that's what you should expect when you sit down for yeah. that movie. Like, yeah, those, those movies are really, oh I gotta say actress too. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Bruce is my favorite, but I mean, there's, there's so many good ones. Like, I mean, I'll tell you one actress I'd never want to work with is Meryl Streep because I would be so in my own head. Like, like she's like the best actor. She's a legend. Yeah. In the history of fucking movies, right? She's showing up for stick and fucking, you got like Gretzky out there. You're like, I I don't know how to skate anymore. Uh, What? Uh Yeah. Yeah. And she, like she's got what I don't know, twenty-one Academy Award nominations. Like I, the whole time in my head, no matter what I, I'm supposed to be saying, all I would be thinking is, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> so hey, Meryl, I know you probably listen to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, no offense, yeah. it's not you, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good. I'd, lo- I'd love to do something. I'd love to work with just because I think it'd be so fun. Like uh, Tina Fey or or uh, or uh, Kristen Wiig or. Or, or someone like that, Melissa yeah. McCarthy. Yeah. yeah, Melissa McCarthy. I feel like would be would be really fun. Or like Sandra Bullock, even maybe. Yeah, like I'm very yeah, yeah. I'm very bullish on a uh, Roseman Pike. That's one of my favorites. She, oh, she's good. Oh yeah, yeah. Her, Viola Davis in the in the Meryl Streep category. I'd I'd be so intimidated. I, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> like no, like she's got she's intense. Sorry, she's great and everything, and it's like ah no pass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a like, I'm scared. Just give, me a, just give me two Guinness and a, and a car key, and then I'll be ready to go. <laughs> okay, I got a bit of a scenario question for you. Apparently, that's all I'm known for these days. So okay. let's just say you had you had any opportunity in the world, but you had to play a character that's already been played. So there's a character out there that just fits your personality, your mold the best, and yeah. this movie is going to blow up. Like it's going to be the movie of the year. And you obviously want your performance to be the best. What what character are you taking on? Ooh, good question. Good question. I know I'm, I'm fucking well, good at this, dude. <laughs> I, I had kind of one. I wanted my man. I, I kind of half wanted my manager to see if he could get me in on. Although I'm not big enough for it, and they are, and they already, as it turns out, they the casting was well underway. It was was Jack Reacher? 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, he's like he's supposed. I mean, Tom Cruise movie aside, he's supposed to be like six five, two fifty. Yeah. I was oh, gonna wow. say you're not big enough for that one. What do you mean? Yeah, not yet. Give me <laughs> a couple Tom more. Cruise big enough for that. Yeah. Um, that's <laughs> anyway, but they hired a dude who was like that size for the TV. They're doing a TV series. Yeah. Yeah. For Amazon, or I think, but I guess Amazon. It, uh, yeah. Wasn't it a uh, guy that the director? He, he does both. What's his face? He played uh, Jim in the office. Wasn't it him? No, Jack no. Ryan. Jack Ryan. Jack yeah. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Fucked that up. Different ones. Uh, Jack Reacher, Jack Ryan, both Jacks. Um, yeah. But let's say, well, I mean, fuck. If they ever did that, you got I'm it. so confused. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Left it hand. fucking trips there you up, dude. I don't know how yeah, yeah. it I mean, fuck. Like, wisecracking action thing. I just finished a show where. Um, like my character is kind of like the hard ass. I'm a U.S. Marshal, and well, I'm not finished. I got one more day left this week, but um, or I'm like a kind of tough guy, U.S. Marshal, kind of a dick. Yeah. But I got to do like I got to do like uh, my first really choreographed fight scene. That's oh, sick. Yeah. And it was fucking cool. Like in the script, it was like it was like uh, my character, the killer, comes out. He's, he tries to stab this guy we're protecting. I body check him into the wall. He slashed my arm. I'm like, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. And so while I was filming one day, they go, hey, we want to run through the choreography for uh, Thursday. I'm like, oh, sure. And they had this super elaborate fight sequence with kicking. And one guy gets smashed on the thing. I get kicked and blocked and knife coming everywhere. What? I get knocked to the ground. Slap. Like it was at first I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck do we do that? But then you just learn it in pieces. Yes. For a couple right. days. And then we did it. And the first take, like, it's fine to have all the moves down. I'm like, okay. I pull my gun. He knocks the gun out of my hand and he kicks me and I hit the ground. That's the only part we're doing to start. And so, while, but while he's doing that, he's got this guy and he puts him in a chokehold and spins him around. So he does that. Spins him around, kicks my gun out, and as he kicks my gun, he, he kind of hit my hand hard, so I kind of kind of went down. And then he does like a roundhouse kick where he's supposed to kick me in the chest, but because my head was down, he kicked me oh, in the face. No. Oh, no. <laughs> but I kept going. I hit the ground. Yeah. I got back up, ready to go. It's like cut. I was like, and there's like that moment of like, <gasps> an, yeah. actor, an actor got hurt. Is he gonna be okay? <laughs> and, like, ah! and then people started laughing. <laughs> yeah, but Matt, that's that kind of improv that they're looking for on the set. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. what they want to see. Yeah, it's a, little bit, it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. The fucking director takes those clip where he mics down. He's like, Matt, strong jaw, strong nose. Love it. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> back up. It didn't break despite his best efforts. So how many how many takes did that entire fight scene take you guys? Or I guess at least like that part. Yeah, uh, good question. It took – we filmed it. For, it's funny because you start doing it as like – especially as like a – a guy like I grew up on action movies with, you know, yeah. my cousins and my brothers and shit like that. And it, it was like the first little bits, like, this is so fun. And I had a stunt guy who did like the the wide. Yeah. He did it all like like really full speed. And it was like, oh Jesus Christ, intense. And then for for the close for every close up, I I I jump in and do it. And so it's tiring, man. It fucking like Oh, yeah, I believe it. It's tiring. And after about two hours i was like holy fuck i'm really sore 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm tired and you're kind of pain. I had to keep changing my shirt because I kept sweating through my shirt. That's what I was going to say. Oh, my so they, God. They had, like a, they had like six shirts for me. So I, kept, <laughs> I kept sweating through my shirts and it was had like. A dryer in the back? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> have, I don't have what it takes to be a stunt guy, I've discovered. Yeah. Oh, but man, as many ta- I, I can't. I mean, we we filmed that. It was probably uh, I don't know how many moves. I don't know how to cut. Uh, probably forty five second fight scene. Jesus! Holy right? shit! That's a lot. Yeah, thirty to forty five seconds, and it took us three three hours. Oh, oh hell. five hours! Five Holy hours. hell! Jesus so we basically had like a splinter unit shooting it. So they were shooting the rest of the episode with the main unit. And then the stunt director directs the, the stunt stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we, and along with one of the executive producers, we just did that while they were doing the other shit. That's nice. It fucking sounds like you could hang with Keanu Reeves if you really wanted to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Fuck man. He's nuts, dude. Like the John Wick yeah. shit. Like I trained for two day, like two days for that fight scene. Yeah. Like Keanu Reeves and the guy, the John Wick movies, they tra- they train for like six months. Would well, yeah. you see all the what's it called like all the quick videos of him at the shooting range or whatever, and just yeah. like running a course with a gun with live okay. rounds? Yeah, yeah, insane. Yeah, it's just like another day in the office for him. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, he's super dedicated to that stuff, and it, it pays off, man. Like he's like seriously say what you want about his acting, but he yeah. like he can be really good at some stuff, and he, he's great in the John Wick shit, man. Like that that's really cool shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's almost like. Like, even if you watch it, too, like, all the bright colors and all the music and everything like that, like, it's like a, it's just an unreal fucking production, you know what I mean? Like, it's right. just fun to watch. You can't, dude, like, look away from it. Yeah. What do you mean bright colors, dude? Doesn't the movie look like your room? I thought No, it's very, like, it's though. very, like, dark, but there's, like, a lot of, like, neon and shit going on, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's, like, yeah. a little bit of, like, the, the black and red kind of style, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love well, um, Speaking of dark times, guys, I wanted to pivot here. I wanted to pivot to what we call sports and the dark times and just being a sports fan where we don't really win. Um, So Matt, the intro into this part is you're, you're from Victoria, but you're a Leafs Jays Toronto sports fan, right? That's correct. Through and through like every, every sport or like the, the good ones, I guess. Yeah, I get, I mean, uh, yeah. Raptors. Kind of Raptors, Jays, Leafs, right? Yeah. I like the Grizzlies when they were here. Yeah. Fair. They died. Okay, so um, why don't we ju- why don't we jump terrible. to the Leafs? Yeah, <laughs> that was that was the fun part. Is they were ter- they were terrible. That would be yeah. fun if they were still here. Um, okay, so the Leafs. I just want to know is is Freddie Anderson just expired beef at this point? Get him out of there. Um, pro- like, good question. I'm not like I'm not one of those knee jerk hockey fans who when someone has a bad game they have to be traded or they suck or whatever. And 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 listen, Fred like. People forget like how good he's been the last mm. forty five years. Mm. Granted, this this year he hasn't been very good. He's been battling injuries. He hasn't been great. Last year he he was okay, but and the main the main issue for him is he keeps in these deciding games in the playoffs. He keeps getting outplayed by the other goalie. Right. Yeah. He, even when it's like like one bad goal he let in, like the the last game seven, it's like. The no angle one is a killer, and he he played excellent the games before, but it's like that's a killer. Mm-hmm. That fucking sucks. So I think I think the Leafs are hoping this year was going to be. Let's see what Jack Campbell's got, and obviously right now it's been good. But I mean, he got hurt immediately because Kachuk jumped on him in that fucking game, and so he's. I mean, he's been 
hurt for most of the year. Now yeah. Freddie cared, and so it's. I mean, I I, I don't imagine. Like I don't think we're at the stage now where I don't think in hockey I don't think you should pay your goalies. Yeah, yeah. I think you can find yeah. like the Bobrovsky contract and the the price contract are like team yeah. killers. Yeah, yeah. anchors That's at this brutal. Point. Yeah. yeah that- like the Demko right. contract is, I mean, it's if he plays like this, it's good. Yeah, right. I, I see. I, I'm loving it. I'm well, like, excited. I, I don't Even think like, today, like I think Markstrom should be like your your ceiling, like the six, yeah. six and a half, and even prorate that with the COVID cap not moving. So I like I think anyone who wants to pay their goal like goalies a lot is it's foolish because Jack Campbell makes what. Fucking a million and a half and nine and no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the other side of that is though, is like you're kind of you're kind of handcuffed to pay these guys too, right? Because like if you don't pay them, somebody else will. Like because mm. it becomes a bidding war, which is you know, obviously I agree. Like paying a goaltender a lot of money is like it's such a it's such a crapshoot because like one year they can be unreal, like I think it was Jeff Merrick that had a really good quote. And he was talking about Carey Price. And he's like, this guy was a world-class goaltender. He w- went to a great goaltender, went to a good goaltender. And now he's just an average goaltender yet. Yeah. He's still getting paid the same, you know? Like, yeah. It's just based on, I guess, like, I don't know. Like, I find goalies are just like, it's all streaks. Whether it's for two years, three years, like, you can be unreal. But, like, it's so hard to put out consistent numbers year in and year out. Yeah, I, th- I think gone are the days where you have Hashik and Patrick Bois and and not, yeah. not necessarily in terms of talent, but in terms of like, well, this goal equipment's smaller and there's less teams playing the trap and yeah, it's it's just it it doesn't seem to be like there's that goalie that's gonna like even like Jordan Bennington comes out is amazing and then he stinks the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. It, it, it's hard. Like Jacob Markstrom hasn't been great this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not. He hasn't had a lot of help, but he, he hasn't been great. He's been okay. He's yeah. had some good games. Oh, and and you got you got him for for what five more at his age as well. That's the biggest thing. Is yeah. at his age. But I think yeah, I think the goalie market kind of corrected itself with. I think. Price struggling and then Bogrovsky just being horrible his first year. And also Florida <laughs> yeah. has like two – Florida's got like Spencer Knight and – what's that other goalie prospect they have? They have like two well, they, top goalie prospects. There's one, have, there's one more American goalie, I think. Yeah. The, well, they have Dre, Dreedger, Dreedger, who's – I don't know if he's a prospect, but he's been lighting it up evenly yeah. with Bogrovsky this season. Yeah, so, no, but there's the, – I think it was the starting goaltender this year for the Americans. They have him as well, along yeah. with Spencer Knight. Yeah, and like they took him. I think the the goaltender that they have that's not Spencer Knight was taken in like the fourth, fifth round, but he's pretty good as well. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, my my question about Toronto is like, met, and and I don't mean this as a swipe, but do you mentally enjoy being a Leafs fan? Like, do you find it exhausting with how many headlines and shit? Like, it for me, like I'm. I'm from Calgary, so like I like the Flames, but yeah. they're starting to convert me to a Canucks fan here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you find that it's just like holy shit? Like every single day, there's a headline, there's a trade rumor, there's like yeah. so much stuff. It's just like, do you find that exhausting, or like, what do you? Yeah, like, what's your take on that? Yeah, a, a little. I kind of 
I've got to the point now where I kind of tune out a lot of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, hey, there's the 50th story about how Austin Matthews and Justin Bieber are friends. Like, <laughs> yeah. who fucking cares? <laughs> or like, every time Toronto plays Edmonton, which is nine times this year, it's like, McDavid hey, and Matthews. McDavid and Matthews trained in the, yeah, hockey players trained together in the offseason. It's not a fight. Yeah. I get it. They're both really good. Yeah. Move <laughs> on. But yeah. they, it's, they always, it's always something. And yeah, it's okay. for me, it's so, not so bad because I like, I don't have cable. I just have like um, the apps. I have the Sportsnet app and whatever. So I, I essentially choose to watch wh- what I want. Like, right. yeah. I don't have like the talk shows running or, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, I follow up question to that though. Yeah. I've talked about this as a Vancouver fan and it's kind of a hot take. It's kind of a psychotic take actually yeah. is it does part of you kind of like not want to win because you're enjoying the chase so much. That's kind of where I'm at as a Canucks fan. Like I've lived so long no, definitely not. of just experiencing <laughs> this darkness where I'm like, once it's gone, once someone turns on the light, I don't know who yeah. I am anymore. Yeah. You don't have I, any of that. Eh? Yeah. No, I'm hundred percent out on that. However, I get, I get, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah, but I would still rather like I still rather win, so I can just like I'm at the point now like like I don't care what the Leafs do in the regular season. I don't care <laughs> if they finish first or fourth in division. To be honest, yeah. it's irrelevant. You're gonna play one of these teams. It's like, what are you gonna do in the playoffs? Yeah, you need to get through the first exactly. round. That's all you need. You don't have to fucking play Boston. Holy fucking shit! <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> and we get through the first round. That's the only thing <laughs> in my head. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's God. that's the big one. And so, like, at, looking at this playoff path, though, so Toronto finishes one. That's not not a guarantee, but that that's looking like it's going to happen. So, first round opponent, uh, I think first round opponents easy. You want the Habs, but let's go between the Oilers and Jets. Who do you guys think you match up better against? Um, I lo- I mean, I like our matchup with both. To be honest, I, you want to probably Winnipeg just because you don't want like McDavid. Like we like the Leafs have been good against McDavid. Like he hasn't done a lot. Yeah, the Leafs because they're they're a good skating team and they 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 run four lines and they match up well. Still, he's like he's terrifying. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mark Kreider's no slouch, and you know they got Dubois and Ehlers and Kyle Connor and fucking Blake Wheeler. Like they're a good team, but mm-hmm. I think I'd probably I, I think I'd probably avoid Edmonton. But I would agree the same. Token, the, their goal is Mike Smith, who's 60. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. And he's, he's played well this year. He also has been pretty brutal recently. Like, the other goalies are, like, we've been kind of slagging Price a bit. Rightfully so. He hasn't been very good. But he can just turn it on and be like, oh, yeah, I'm the best goalie. And Hellebuck's incredible. Yeah. Um, he can he can steal a series. Like, that's a – Yeah, that's so – Him and McDavid, like, they're not the equal players in terms of importance. But a goalie can steal a series way easier yeah. than a player can. Yeah. Every team has its challenges. Like Drysaddle and Edmonton's just so so thin. They're so thin. Yeah. They don't have any depth. Like nobody's like Nuge is a good player. He doesn't frighten me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Drysaddle and McDavid are terrifying. But outside <laughs> of that, there's not not a, like Nurse is really good. But yeah. other than that, not a whole lot. I, I feel like the moment you start saying I wish we play this team is the moment you get in trouble. When yeah. it seems like, oh yeah, by the way, McDavid had six goals in game one. It's like, fuck. 
dude tell me about it like that that's the vibe i get when i'm a canucks fan in like 2009 to 2012 when i keep saying like yeah i want the blackhawks bring them on we'll fuck yeah. them up this time or the yeah. ruins like, uh, well eventually you did fucking yeah 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 we got them good didn't we yeah <laughs> burned our city down after that yeah um, sorry do you want to go or do you want me to you go ahead man all right toronto media oh back to it do you think they're gonna drive austin matthews out of town uh i mean like, like do you see him being a, like a career leaf because a lot of people are saying like dude, he may I not fucking hope so i fucking hope yeah. so dude that's, um that's give him a c when sport, his contract stops they hear here's a new deal here's a c he's so good jesus christ um but but what are you gonna do with Tavares? like you can't like that guy's captain material too right like you kind of well he'll be when that. when uh when Matthews' deal is up, I think Tavares' deal is up. Oh right. shit! So we're like we're like four years out, five years out, kind of thing. Yeah, he's got four. I think Matthews is four, yeah four years left, and so does Tavares. Okay, there you go. So it's coming I, think, up I think it's kind of. I think they probably plan that. I mean, I may maybe not, but <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking. Uh, I mean, Matthews hasn't really been around when it's the dark days, like fucking. The yeah. Dion Phaneuf took. Dude, oh, like I, would, I have a fucking, I have one here. I was gonna ask you if you're a Phaneuf or Kessel guy, because you gotta I, be one I mean, or both. Listen, I think I think Phaneuf was fucking railroaded, and he, but he, I think Babcock <laughs> had a great quote. He's like, people don't understand how much shit Phaneuf took to protect the other guys on the team, and Phaneuf yeah. never buried a teammate, and he always answered the questions as ridiculous. Like I remember one question was. Do you think you've provided enough leadership during the stretch run? I was like, what the fuck kind of asshole thing is that? It basically turned into like, <laughs> like what they like, come on. And then Kessel got a lot of shit too. It's like, look, this guy's gonna score. Like he's he his run with the Leafs, he was like during his time with the Maple Leafs, I think he was like the fifth highest goal scorer in the NHL. Yeah. Like, listen, he's not gonna win a Selkie. He's not gonna battle hard in the corners. This is what he is. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna snap a wrist shot. He's gonna score goals, and he's not gonna have a six pack. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is who the player is. Like, quit trying to expect more out of it. And, and yeah. I guess, and I guess that's where my question kind of stemmed from. Is like you see, like these guys that you know came in to Toronto, and they left there. I wouldn't necessarily. I, I would never say that the media is like solely to blame, but it can be exhausting. I would say. Oh, yeah. Like when, when, especially when you give up a lot to, to take someone on or when you wear the C, like, would you say that the media is worse in Toronto than it is dealing with fans in Montreal? Ooh, jeez. My Montreal is intense. I mean, I, I, I'm talking like I played hockey in both these yeah. cities, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, that's, I think that's a fucking, I think that's a pick them. Like, I mean, Kat, Kadri recently was on the, uh, what, the spit and chicklet podcast and he talked about how like you know you finish a game and sometimes there's like no reporters talking to you or like one yeah and like that's kind of nice and that's not necessarily like a dead hockey market it's just the canadian cities specifically mm-hmm. you know vancouver edmonton calgary you know winnipeg montreal toronto they like ottawa i guess does ottawa count 
Are we counting Ottawa this year? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to end up playing like 20 less games than them, and we're still counting us before we count Ottawa. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's tough. I mean, as, as a Flames fan, you probably like – God, the fucking media must be knives out there right now for Monaghan and Goudreau. And, yeah. And listen, I get the Monaghan shakes. I got him in one of my pools that fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, but, hey, but you know what, though? Like, it, it's a fair point. And, and I think the biggest thing is, like, you go on, like, like, I feel like Toronto or, like, even, like, Montreal, like, they'll light their city on fire if their prime goal scorer's goal is through three games. Yeah. Like, Austin Matthews doesn't score if Mitch Marner's not on the board. Like, they're ready to, like, trade these guys. And I, I, I oh, think yeah. it's, so, it's so fucked. And, like, like these guys are – I don't know. It, it, it frustrates me. Like, because I feel like you're on a scale of 1 to 10 from a rationale point, 10 being, like, you're a very rational Leafs fan. One, you're pretty steady. I would say, what, you're a three or a four? I've I've kind of molded into that through pain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you become desensitized. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you get to the point. I mean, like Mitch Marner last year in the playoffs, uh, he wasn't great. He had a bad, he had a bad first game, uh, and he he didn't score. But he fucking like he played his ass off. Like he tried. That's the thing. Seriously, like, he was really trying. He was skating hard, and and like Jake Gardner. Uh, Obviously got a lot of shit because he had the worst game he's ever played in a game <laughs> seven. What was he do? Was he dash five? Dash five. Was dash- <laughs> and, <laughs> it was like, you think, like, as frustrated as I am, you know who's more frustrated? The player. The player. Yeah, exactly. He didn't yeah. want, he's not trying to screw up. He fucked up. And the last thing he wants to hear is your bullshit take tagging him on Twitter. <laughs> talking about trading him. You know what I mean? It's like, seriously. Fuck but yeah. unfortunately oh. with, the, me, or the media and social media it's like a lot of shit that fucking these guys yeah. gotta do with it it sucks i mean it's like i mean part of it's also like marner held out to you know to max out his money and like he's like he's really good but mm-hmm. that irks some fans yeah you get mm-hmm. sour tastes i would say this is this is interesting i always get heated whenever we bring in media and sports into this yeah. i always get fired the fuck up but and I'll say that I'll say this knowing that I actually enjoy certain media members. Like I enjoy their personalities. I enjoy them as people. But the overall overwhelming idea behind sports media, dude, they're fucked. Like I just, I equate it to pretty much the paparazzi in real life. Like I know I very rarely enjoy the the okay good questions they ask. And then how right. like the amount of times you hear them ask such a dumb question just is like. And the players have no interest in it. Like they're it's the it's yeah. the Marshawn Lynch dude. It's like they would literally never be there if they had to. So like, yeah, right. Well, Drysaddle had, right. Dry had that great interaction with the guy. I was like, uh, "Do you feel like you've uh, or, or let you let down a team when you guys are you happy? Did yeah. nothing?" He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm so happy when we don't score. That's the best, and we lose. Cool. Yeah, we lost zero points <laughs> yeah. in three games. I, I love it. I'm having so much fun. Yeah, like <laughs> like what do you what are you thinking when you're there, dude? You're getting paid like a salary to be there, and you just well, what, like you can't. Yeah, even compute what, what it is is I think some of these guys are fans and they're mad. So they want yeah. the they want the player to feel bad and hopefully get a, like a cool soundbite or whatever. Like the yeah. boss, like God, fucking imagine what Buffalo has been like. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. at least they're winning games, but it's like, yeah. There's that one dude. reporter who just was like cutthroat. Like you guys aren't even trying out there. And he's like, well, yeah, we are, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, Come on, man. They yeah. suck. It's seriously. That's it. And yeah, they're in their own head. It's just. 
Well, yeah. dude, honestly, playing in Buffalo this year, that's that's the equivalent of showing up to Dunder Mifflin every year, though. You walk in and you're like, yeah. what the fuck's going to happen tonight? Dude? I have no clue. <laughs> For about the last couple of years, I've been like, ah, oh, man, listen, Buffalo, they, sneak, yeah. they can be sneaky good. And yeah. every year I'm wrong. Every year. <laughs> yeah. Sneaky good. Uh, sneaky good. Favorite my, phrase in sports, dude. My last question uh, for you, and then uh, we can almost wrap it up here, is if you could add one player at the deadline to help Toronto get over the hump, get out of the first round, who are you adding? Uh, or at not least Taylor Hall. Yeah. Not Taylor. Not, not the Taylor curse. <laughs> God. Unless we want the first overall pick, because somehow that'll happen. Um, <laughs> uh, good question. Good question. I like it can even be a position. It doesn't even have to be an exact. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a perfect, I mean, Mat- uh, Matias Ekholm. Yeah. Would, would be my favorite of the players available. He's, he's really good and he's really under the radar mm-hmm. and he could slide into that kind of Travis Dermott role. And so you could have kind of three pairs I can, but like, yeah, I mean, then there's like Granlin's the other guy they've linked to well, a lot. Maybe this would be a good question. Like, do you do you think they should make a move? I, I yeah. like, to be honest, I like their team how it is right now. I think they're pretty deep up front. They got that Robertson kid coming back yeah. from injury. Uh, he's I mean he's had a tough year. Like game one, <laughs> fucking sprains his knee out for two months. Yeah, That's and so he just did. I think he just did his conditioning stint for the Marlies. So he's and Gelchenyuk's look good. The last yeah, kind of dude. handful of games, guy scored thirty goals one year, man. Like, yeah, let's give so the guy a shot. Good. So, I mean, I guess Grant, if Granlin came in, Kerfoot would probably have to go salary wise. I kind of like Kerfoot, but he, he, I mean, he's replaceable. Yeah, yep. But he's, he skates hard and he's fast and he gets in on pucks and he does little things like that. You don't that don't really show up in the score sheet. That's important, yeah. but. I, I think I would go if I had a number one wish. I don't want them to trade Sandin. He's another guy who played one game and fucking broke his ankle. So <laughs> he's almost back now. I don't want them to trade Sandin or Robertson. All right. Those are the two I'd like to keep. There you have you it, Matt, Matt Hamilton's untouchable. <laughs> I mean, if you're trading for Alcom who's got another year at like 3.75, you're going to you're gonna have to give up something yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Hey, by so, the way, Matt, we, we got we got someone in Twitch chat asking for your autograph too. So if you, uh, yes, I know Assad, he's got a, he's got big man titties. So I don't know if you've ever signed Perfect. a pair of those Assad, before, but yours. Also, <laughs> your autograph is worth nothing. Not yet, hey, dude. Yeah. It's like it's like NFTs, dude. You never know, man. You should just yeah, get true. into this market of yeah. Matt Hamilton's autograph while it's while it's a bit low here. Well, hey, Turner and Hooch comes out July sixteenth on Disney Plus, so you guys got to watch. Yeah, it. there, there you go. go. I'm in. Hey, I got a question for you guys, Canucks fans. Yeah, hit me. How did I mean not including the COVID shit? But by, by the way, another thing back to the media: can we not have a fucking story every day about who's got COVID on the Canucks? Like, <laughs> how about hey, they're sick. Let's check back in in fucking ten days. Yeah, yeah. Can we do that. It's a good call. I, that, I that would that would that would be assuming that the media actually like kind of have what's what's best for the players in mind. I don't think that's the priority there. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, how how did you expect? the season to go and it's compared to how it went. So I'll, I'll I think none of us could have predicted what's happening right now. Yeah. I'll, I'll sidebar raffle real quick and I'll Sorry. say <laughs> I, I bleed, I bleed blue. And I, I would say I'm Nostradamus. I 100% saw all this coming, but no. not, not really. Like this is the thing is that 
I, I'm a big picture guy. I, I truly think that when you get a core like this, I, like I'm sold on this for the next five to seven years. Like I, I and I've I've constantly said on this podcast, success is not linear. We overachieved last year, and right. this is just typical hockey market. But the there's no way this team comes out and does better than they were doing in the playoffs last year. And they've yeah. got a, they've got a target on the back. There's all these metaphors you could use, but honestly, I think what's happening to this team is good right now. Like you got. You got guys, you got the team not only struggling, but you got some of the best players on our team, like really finding holes in their game. Like Quinn Hughes does not look like a superhuman. Elias Pedersen cannot do what he's doing last year. I think all of these things are good for this team because, you know, what we what we did last last year with the playoffs, that, that kind of taught the team how to win, but it also t- taught the team how to lose, in my opinion. And, and th- this yeah. is kind of furthering that lesson for this season. Now, from where you go from here, honestly, I want to keep as much of this team as possible while shedding smart money here and there. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I'm definitely not the guy where I'm saying like, let's, let's trade a big piece. Let's, let's acquire a big piece. I think all the, all the, the parts that we need is right here. That's what, I, that's where I'm at. Raph. I honestly, like I echo what Elijah says, like the team did kind of need this season to struggle a little bit to kind of like find holes in their play style, right. To just kind of move on and just progress as far as like what I think the outcome would have been with their with this season. I think we would have ended up on the cusp of either making it into the playoffs or just barely missing the playoffs. But then again, I think we can all yeah. agree that like what's happening right now, nobody could have foreseen that. Like we've heard right. cases of like teams getting COVID cases here and there, and it's just impacting their overall like season very minorly. But this is just yeah. like this yeah, contender season right here, right? So yeah, it's kind of kind of loopy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the same way with you guys. I kind of thought that uh, I, th- I thought they'd be in a battle for the, the last playoff spot. Although yeah. I because you know, last year people for like they had what seven or eight guys had career seasons. Yeah. yeah, and very Even rarely dude. people just repeat that. No. You know, so it's it's hard, and and the goaltending was fucking incredible. Like Markstrom was great last year, and then Demko was banana lands in the playoffs. <laughs> um, that was that was stupid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, but you know, when the season started, it was like when the Leafs the first game when they like blew the doors off them. I was like, fuck yes. And then the second <laughs> game, it was like, ah. Uh, Okay, that's not as fun. And the third game, I was like, "All right, now it'll be a good. At least we'll have a good game here." And it still wasn't. I was like, "Uh, <laughs> yeah. not good." But they kind of they 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 rounded out. Yeah, I'm a little yeah. surprised. Like I I I loved J T. Miller last year. Mm-hmm. He's he's been really some like it, it's hard he's to crack what he is right now. He's still a good player, but I'm surprised yeah. one how lazy he is. Yeah, true. And two, how much he fucking whines. It's yeah. it, it's weird when trying to like be a like a fucking analyst and trying to scope out like what this guy is because yeah. last year he was I kind of felt like he was the guy that brought the the give a fuck meter was, up on this team quite awesome. a bit and yeah. like every time just the look on his face when he was playing that was what that team was and then this year it's the same thing like but it's the opposite look like he he looks fucked like he doesn't look yeah. like he's ready to do anything like yeah. if, so, it was, yeah, if, it was, about if it was if it was Bo Horvat could doing the pout thing and be like okay. He plays his ass off every shift. He's frustrated. Yeah. I get it. But mm-hmm. there's been so many times where JT Miller's just kind of floating around. Yeah. Like letting his, his thing. go. I mean, listen, he's still a good hockey player. Yeah. Like, he'll be, he'll be there for the, the success of the team. The OT winner. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's some retweets for me for sure. Hey, yeah. Okay. Anyways, we got to wrap this up here. But uh, Matt, okay. I, I know you kind of hinted at it there with Turner and Hooch. Can you uh, give us like a one-line synopsis of it and just tell us again where to find it for the listeners? Yeah, sure. It's uh, based on the movie that Tom Hanks. 
Uh, nice. Although it's it's a uh, TV series, twelve episodes, and the main dude is Tom Hanks's kid, and so he's a U.S. marshal with who's been given hooch from uh, the the father after he passes, and so yeah, I, I'm one of the U.S. marshals who kind of gives him a hard time. I'm like the super douche hero cop. Yeah. Disney plus July 16th. Fuck cool. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep an eye out for that. We'll be looking at thanks it. Thanks a, lot. thanks a lot for coming on, Matt. We appreciate it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. Yeah. Take appreciate care, buddy. Cheers. Later, man. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right, boys and listeners. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to go to the bathroom quickly. Okay, so we're going to throw it on. You didn't need to even say that because I had you covered, dude. We're going to throw it down in the countdown, and then we'll have some surprises by the time people get back. What's up, everybody? Sick and ring. <laughs> Episode shirts off. Always tough to deconstruct the podcasting lives and put them back together, but we're here. All you guys get is the top half. That's what Twitch is about. If I ever stream vids, I think maybe I might show the belly, Raph. What do you think? I think you absolutely should. Just show everybody what you look like in your natural habitat. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm I'm kind of thinking out there that like obviously if you go like instagram live or if you go like if you go like twitter live i feel like people are looking to screen capture things do people do that on twitch 100 percent, yeah uh, fuck that dude where's that community at? i need that love and support from the people um okay anyways that was a great interview with matt hamilton first of all thanks shout out to matt hamilton that guy's i i did not get to work with him for long enough i, I he was so fun to work with every shift and and you guys got a taste of why right there he's just awesome to talk to um other than that boys <laughs> i don't know why i thought i would leave it to you guys for a second there without telling you but um okay so boys before we get started into like catching up with each other uh yeah. today is a is kind of a special day in the hockey hockey community and a tough day really it's 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 special for not the right reasons but um so april 6 2018 was the date of the humble uh, broncos bus crash and uh i know us us not being like super involved in hockey or even in sports but just being a bunch of guys that that were once that age and and having done road trips. I mean, I've been on a bus personally back in those days, and and that that story, dude, that, that shook me to the core when it happened for sure. Um, and so today's the three year anniversary of that. There were sixteen lives lost in that crash. Um, I know I told you guys I recently read a book by one of the survivors of the crash, and it honestly, like, this is probably the one thing, one of the five things in the world that can always get me emotional. Just just reading articles or watching videos about it. Um, so definitely gone, but never forgotten. Any any thoughts on that, guys? Any uh, feelings on it? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when you still kind of think about it and everything, it is very emotional and it's sad because, you know, as a newcomer to the playing hockey community, like it, that's what it is. Like it, it is a, commu- a community and it's, it's pretty tight knit, even though how popular the game actually is. And I guess, like, for me, like, just the emotional side is just, like, I guess, like, the aftermath and, the, and it's the families and 
And I think that the one thing that's even like the most sad as well is even the, like the truck driver that obviously ended up hitting the bus. Like there's no hate towards that guy from people. Yeah. Like it's all forgiveness. And like, I think that's like the saddest part about all of it is like, it was an accident. Like it was, it was, you know, obviously like there was someone obviously at fault, but at the end of the day, like it was never like intentional. Um, yeah. you know, and, and I think like the most moving part is like how forgiving people are, I would say, in terms yeah, of, I would agree. so, you know, I think it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. And, and yeah, I, I just feel for the families there. Mm -hmm. Raph, any thoughts on it? No, I, I agree with Josh. Like we talk, this is what our second time talking about this on the podcast now, since we've been yeah. doing this for so long, right? Like every single year when it comes around, it doesn't get any easier. Like the days there and we all just remember everything that happened and it it fucking sucks like it was a really unfortunate series of events so many different people were impacted by it and it's like it doesn't get easier but all we can do is just kind of slowly work through it right and hope that something like that doesn't happen ever again mm -hmm. yeah good points i i would say i i've mentioned a few times now uh caleb caleb dahlgren's book crossroads that's the one i read uh probably my favorite part about that book was was his part where he there, throughout the book, he was obviously describing his friends' personalities and kind of the people that they were. But there was also a part where he kind of like went through every single person that passed away and, and talked about what they what they were to him and, and who they were as a person. That was like that. That's the shit right there that that was moving, man. Like you kind of you get definitely a feel for the type of people they were. Um, mm -hmm. But like Raph said, it comes around every year, and we definitely want to make a note of of remembering it each time and just uh, paying respect to those people. So, but uh, other than that, guys, I need to catch up with the boys. I need I need some deets. Give me the tea is the phrase I just learned from Megan. Uh, I need the tea from you boys. Um, I'm doing okay. I'm a little exposed right now. I did a chest workout. I don't get to show it off to the camera, but fellas, how you guys doing? Good. I'm super good. I had a good weekend, super relaxed. I went fucking kayaking yesterday, which was sick. And nice. I, okay, so I want to ask you guys this kind of question because like, I had a great time while kayaking. I thought it was so fucking fun. Mm -hmm. But do you guys ever do things that you forgot that you enjoyed when you were younger? Cause like my dad used to take me out on the water all the time as a kid, like canoeing, kayaking, like up by like pit lake and shit. And yeah, uh, yesterday I went up to deep cove and it was so much fucking fun. And it's like, now I just want to keep going and doing it over and over again. Do you guys have anything like that that you've just recently revisited that you just fucking love doing? E, do you have anything? I don't know. I, I wanted you to go first cause I was still thinking, well, but I, okay, I would, Go ahead. <laughs> Fuck no, you go. Go ahead. Now <laughs> yeah, no, I would say I would say there's there's not many activities that I remember doing as a kid because I was a fucking lame kid. I'll just say that like I was just such a loser back then. I didn't enjoy just having fun. Like I was just so shy. Um, maybe like I will say I will our our guy in the in the Twitch chat Shane saying skiing. Sorry, dude, I'm out on skiing after buying them, but not out, Ralph. Don't don't get mad. I'm not out. Um. Megan and I getting back into painting. That's one thing that I, I never even knew I enjoyed. I'll say that. Yeah. I, I probably did as like a kid, like fucking finger painting the shit out of the walls. But but these paintings, like just, I, I don't know. I love it more than I thought it would. Fair. That's for show. Um, Josh. Josh, you look like you got something cooking right there. Uh, no, I'm trying <laughs> to think of, uh, I'm trying to think of something that like I revisited from when I was a kid and, and there's not, but there is one thing that kind of, triggered that what you just said rap is being out on the water and i i take so much shit for this from the boys but like i i used to be in sailing camp and sailing was <laughs> fucking awesome no i'm dead serious like 
if I can ever get one of you two shitheads out on a out on like a small little like 14 foot 420 sailboat it's just a two it's a two person boat like we'll have a time dude 420 um, sailboat i'm there do, yeah. do you do you feel fucking confident enough to put yeah. my life in your hands yeah 100 are you sure i'm like i swear in our friendship and josh like, is, this, is, is this sailboat is this one that you could just handle on your own or are you going to need assistance from either of us because if you do like it's just going to go tits up immediately no, no, yes. honestly, the, only, the, the only side is you need to know when you change direction so like depending on what side like the wind is coming from you have to sit on yeah. the same side of the boat because if okay. you sit on the same side that the boat leans it's obviously going to capsize and you're going to tip over so you kind of oh interesting turn sides. So when you turn like in the opposite direction yeah you have to you have to move sides and watch out for the boom like the thing that holds the main sail so it doesn't fucking concuss you like you have to duck and then move and then sit on the other side so interesting it's it dude like i'm telling you right now like it's fucking fun yeah, uh, I'm in. Yeah, it's a it's a good time. So anyway, I learned how Damn. to. There's a there's a concept. There's a concept that's called dry rolling. Yeah, uh, that's basically where you tip your boat over, but you don't get wet, and it's pretty. Okay, fun. fair. And I dude, know how to do that. Dude, so you okay, can yesterday tip it back over. You can tip it back over without without getting wet. Dude, so one one thing about like tip, tipping it over and like rolling over and shit like that. Yesterday, mm -hmm. I was getting uh, what's it called? The guy was giving me like a demonstration of like how to use the kayak and everything like that. And he's yeah. like, in the unlikely situation that you roll <laughs> over and you're upside down, he like walks me through the entire thing. He's like, all right, you got to turn around. You got to lean. You got to like try doing this, this, and like all these things with like counter yeah. and bullshit. And I'm sitting there and like, I was on it for like the first 30 seconds. And then I missed one wobbly. thing. Yeah. And I no, but then I missed one thing that he said and I just immediately stopped listening. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, like I have, like I'm underwater. I have no idea what to do, dude. Like I'm stuck. I'm dead. Well, that's, that's the, that's the sketchy thing that I, uh, that I've never really liked about kayaking is the fact yeah. a you get in there and instantly the boat it, it fucking wobbles. Um, I can tell you right dude, now, dude. Wait, real quick, right now it's more. I find it more stable than a canoe. I found it more stable than a canoe. Mm. I, I would yeah. say so. Yeah. yeah. I, feel like I would not want to be in a canoe with a lot. <clears throat> I just I feel like you would fuck with me too hard. He's flipping his. He's flipping his. Dude, if I had a word to describe me that guys that people would not expect, it's nautical. I'm a big. I'm nautical for sure like you can trust me out there with a with an engine with a sail with like not nautical with the yak with the u whatever you need there you I'm go there. <laughs> do you wear the brand too do you wear the brand nautical no i'm not i'm not do, i'm not bougie enough dude i wear the i wear the uh the knockoff dude i wear the kirkland kirkland sailing outfit <laughs> there you that's go. what i got going hey raf what what yeah. what 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 muscle do you what muscle group is kind of hurting these days from the kayaking from the yakking uh that's kind of like lats and tries i want to say yeah, yeah. you that's feeling like old I was. no i was fine i was totally fine i worked oh, out this morning i was good to go hell yeah brother yeah we're chilling dude hell yeah. yeah okay well okay so listeners later on this episode we are doing goats and woats goats and woats is back don't fucking fret all you listeners out there we are going to be doing the goats and woats of tv channels today i know it's a well-anticipated one i think the boys are prepped for it we're eager we'll get to it later but boys um, I think Josh, you wanted some, you wanted some advice from me, right? You were yeah. looking for well, okay, well, not mine and Raph to, to tell you how to live life, give okay, you well, some not secrets. Not necessarily from you, but more so okay. from Raph because he's uh -oh. kind of, uh, yeah. So uh -oh. 
and and this is just kind of like a general feel of like what's like the rule of thumb like it's kind of like the unwritten rule and i want to talk about the unwritten rules of texting a girl okay okay i, I kind of want to just get into that so my first thing that i have and this isn't the ex expectation from the girl but also from the guy it's a it's a dual thing said per okay let's just say i the girl texts me hey i'm going to bed um, yeah you know have a good sleep whatever yeah I, I reply back yeah have a good night like have a good sleep and then that's it okay in the morning what's the expectation of who texts who first or does it even matter i don't think it matters <laughs> okay i think if you if you look too much into it then it just kind of makes things kind of weird i don't think it matters like if this is somebody that you're talking to, then it's just like one of you two is going to message whoever at the end. Like you don't have to like fucking text them back first thing in the morning and be like, oh, good morning, that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Just I would say, I would say this. I would say anytime that you start thinking about like who should text, when should they text, who, like what should they text, you're in too deep at that point. Not with the relationship, but you've you've just gotten like you're too much in your own head. I think at either side, the guy or the girl, all you got to do is just not give a fuck. Like if you want to text someone. You text them. If you want to say something, you say it. If you want to do it a certain time, you fucking do it. And if, wow. anyone ever, if anyone ever asks any questions, if they're like, well, I like I found it. So, and like, I don't know, like two months later as she brings it up. She's like, dude, it was so it was kind of weird when you would text me like eight days in a row and you'd be like, I don't give a fuck. That's what I wanted to do. Then then she's yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, I don't know. I don't have this guy figured out. Like, he doesn't care what other people think. You know, honestly, I feel like that's probably an. And I genuinely mean this, Elijah. That's probably like the smartest advice I think you've ever actually said on this podcast. Like, <laughs> you've like, I'm I think sure I know, I know a thing or two about like, the game, dude. You've also I, set I, the bar very low, so. Yeah. yeah Are you saying sure. Megan's ugly? No, not at all. Megan knows <laughs> I love Megan, so. Um, yeah, okay. Fucking so, bottle of mustard. Now, here's, here's my thing. Here's the other thing. It, like, this... Is there such thing as like being like a bad texter? And what yeah, what des what describes that? Yeah, I would say like people that it's people like me. There's the side that you just like you you literally forget to reply probably eighty percent of the time. Like yeah. sometimes sometimes days. Um, when you do, you don't engage in conversation. But like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to be a bad texter. I think I actually think there's a there's if you're a good texter but like not an amazing human being, you need to reroute your expectations there a little bit. Right. Or like your, like, you know, your skills, like you need to, you need to re, uh, what's, what's the word when you start, you know, in video games, when you have to like, uh -huh. you have to like choose what skills to put points under, like, oh, you gotta, yeah, you got to fucking retract some of those texting points and put them under like social skills. Maybe. <laughs> do you think, do you think bad texting skills are immediately correlated with bad social skills? Nearly no, almost I would every say time. the opposite. Actually, no, I, I actually, no, I wouldn't say that. Well, no, actually, you know what? I would, and I would actually classify Elijah as the perfect example of this. This guy's a shit texter. Like when you say like you take multiple days oh, to reply, 100% fact. But like when I talk to you, and again, Elijah, I'm speaking from the heart here, so don't cry on me. Like I actually enjoy talking to you. Like you're, a, you're an actual like well-engaged person. Same with you, Raph, like same thing. Like there's just certain ways like i'm like fuck, i'm like texting elijah like this is such a pain in the ass like that's why i'd much rather call you 
yeah. so I'm actually like hearing your voice and I'm actually engaging with you in a different way opposed to waiting fucking 48 hours for a reply to see if you want to golf and I'm like okay you know <laughs> so yeah. it's an interesting one but I've heard that I'm actually a bad texter in terms of like just like what I say but then they're like you know you're way more interesting and just better in person like well that's good I feel like that's a good thing like you want yeah. that title you know, I would much rather be a ghost on social media, but when you're like, oh, fuck, like I never hear from Josh, but when you see him, it's like, like, okay, like this is going to be good times, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, feel anyway. I think we all kind of have those personality traits, just like knowing how the three of us are. Like we never fucking text each other back. Totally. But, but the moment we like hang out, it's just nonstop conversation. But also at the same time, like I read your guys' texts, like in your voice and how you would say them. Like, really? oh, yeah. like, oh, dude, like, Same. Raph, like, when you send me memes, like, I just picture, like, you being like, hey, Josh, look at this. Is it <laughs> like, you and I just fucking laugh and laugh and laugh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, fair. Fair, fair, fair. I have, I have oh, many yeah. small notes from that conversation. So first, if you're the person that shows me a meme in person, I will, like, I have a tough time giving you a good reaction. That's just, like, a tough spot to put me in. You should, you, it should be illegal to read memes while together. Like that's a thing oh. you have to send to someone Why? in different houses. No, it's just you so, don't. No, no, no. It's impossible. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, ah, like, what can you, Dude, do Elijah? You're being such a boomer. Just relax. No, just laugh at the meme. Don't show. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but after that, like, what do I do with it? Do I have to? I have to show you a meme now. No, you don't, no. Elijah. No. You know how many cat videos I've showed you, and you just died. Yeah. Yeah, but you send them to me usually. Sometimes, yeah, if you're in your basement and you're showing me them, that's because, like, ah, oh, yeah, Josh doesn't know it. <laughs> you can't walk away. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, I would always just casually fucking show off the tattoo. Yeah, what's up? And the pet uh-huh. hair. That's a good look. Um, second point I'll have. I This is one thing I, I regret not being a good texter. It's what I miss out on. I have mm-hmm. a really hard time with keeping friends that I don't see. Like, anytime someone moves away... <laughs> Anytime if we like don't see each other regularly, like if they're not in my friend group, even in my secondary friend group of like, like I'll, uh, I don't even know how to bring it up, but like just peop- uh, people that are not in our immediate friend group, I, I find it hard to keep in contact with them uh-huh. just because I like I'm I, even if I reach out and text them, oftentimes I'm the one that leave people hanging. It's fucked. So it's good. Yeah, you texted me the other day asking me how my day was. And when I responded, you never got back to me. <laughs> what do you mean? Today? Yeah. No, dude, I totally did. Uh, I might have left you this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This time, yeah, every time. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sassy guy like that, dude. If I don't like where it's going, I'll just cut it. I'll cut fucking cord right away. Yeah. Right, there you go. Roll. Okay, uh, boys, should we get, before we do go with some votes, what, what's one thing we want to jump into? Is it Masters? Want to do some Masters talk first? Or do you want to do Why something else? No, let's save that until the very end. Um, okay. Like, that'll just be a quick, like, hey, give us, yeah. do the Masters pick. Uh, Raph, what did you have on your list? I mean, we have thick tune on the COVID list. I mean, there's not yeah, a lot tough. to talk about. Like, nothing's changed for the Canucks. We just have another player, so that's sick. Um, and then what else did we have on tap here, fellas? I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. Glad you want to talk right. about Burroughs. Oh, fuck yeah. That so, dude, one. I tweeted this out about about our uh, our friend of our friend of a friend. I would call him a friend. I think he said he's going to come on the podcast after the season's over. So, local guy Kyle Burrows, uh, product of the Colorado Avalanche system. If you're if you're on the Twitch chat or if you're on any chat watching this and you haven't seen it already, you can type in Kyle Burrows on a Twitter anywhere really, and probably on the internet you'll find his fight. 
the guy gets his first NHL start yesterday. He's been in the minors for, I think, seven years so far. He's he's my age. I think he's a 95 rap, so he's our age. Yeah. Um, guy's just been battling for years. I think he was when he he used to be in the Islanders system. I think he was he was drafted seventh round, and like one the of the last. Yeah, he was the captain of the team. He was one of the last picks of the NHL draft, and finally gets his chance in the NHL. He has, I think, nearly seven minutes played. He's got a couple hits. He has, and he had a fight, dude. He fucked up Nick Bukestad. He showed him the ropes, dude. He fucking yeah. beat him, dude. He, he was like a few inches taller than him too. Like you can definitely see the size difference when they skate up to each other. You're like, holy hell, dude. Yeah, yeah. that's what's crazy. Thing, the one thing I will say is. Like watching that fight, dude. Like Burroughs had that nasty fucking uppercut. Like, dude, he just fed nasty. him. Like he oh, fucking yeah. fed him, and it wasn't even close. Yeah. So, and like I've I've met Kyle before, and like I'm six feet, and he's not six feet, and Bukestad is like six three, I think. Yeah, like at he's, least, he's dude. Tall, at least. And then factor yep. skates. Yeah, I love it. The so, guy. I mean, great fight, but holy shit, like, Bukestad, like, could barely even get his gloves off, and Bros was just fucking pounding him, which was amazing. Well, I wonder if I wonder if big fucking Nick Bukestad was a victim of just not knowing this guy, because, like you said, you'd skate by Kyle, and he's, like, he's probably 5'10", 5'11", at most. Yeah. And you probably think to yourself, like, okay, I don't know who this guy is. He's small. If I push him around, he's not going to do anything. Dude, Kyle's had, he, I think he's almost had 20 professional fights, meaning, like, AHL, NHL. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think he's like he's this guy. Just, he's dropped him before. He knows what he's doing. So he took him fucking <laughs> one punch and he knocked this fucking Jack and the Beanstalk to the ice, dude. That was fucked. But you know what though? Like I'm pretty sure last that was the only fight last night, so it got it got a lot of attention. And you know what? Yeah. Like, for a guy that is playing in his first NHL game, this guy's trying to get noticed. And what yeah. fucking better way to do that? You know, like yeah. that's well, yeah. Chicklets uh, shouted him out too. Yeah, like there's social there's media, yeah. Um, there's rumors that like the, the role of the, just kind of like the tough fighter on the ice is making an appearance. Like it's making a comeback. Um, I forget who the sharks have, um, now, but he's just Curtis fucking, Gabriel. I think Curtis Gabriel is just fucking pounding people into the, into the ice right now. Like, you know, if that's, if that's making a comeback, then you know what, mm-hmm. maybe that's a bros needs to be. Now I'm not saying like, I feel like that's pretty preemptive and like, but yeah. like it's it's still something. I see. To I see what you're saying. He'll never be the guy that like is the tough guy on the team. But that like like but like the guys on Chicklets always say, if you add it add it to your bag, dude, just add something to your bag that allows you to to stick to the next level just a bit more. Yeah, yeah. I completely yeah. agree with you there. It's a good 100%. point. I, I'm keeping my eye out to see if he gets the call in the next game. I I'll admit I have no idea what the AB situation is. Like if yeah. it's. If it's an injury that they're doing it for, if it's a shakeup they wanted, but I'm definitely keeping an eye out. And all the stick and rink listeners, if you're out there, I want you to keep an eye on it for it for it because if it's out there, we are all betting the over on Kyle Burrow's goals in the game. If it's <laughs> like we let's all just fuck the mortgage, let's put it down because that way, if he scores, we all go nuts. And if he doesn't, we're all sad pandas. But we can move on from there. Love that. Um, you guys want to jump into goats and votes? Yeah, we do. We are we are due for some goats and wotes here. Everybody's favorite segment. I'd love some intro music right about now. Ralph, that's your project. Send it. Just kidding. I'd like it though. Um, goats <laughs> and wotes of TV channels. Please, Josh, start us off. Love that. Uh, first one, boys. The, the fucking childhood TV for sports, TSN. 
TSN. Yes. TSN is the number one. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that was ESPN, but still. <laughs> but nonetheless, dude, I just remember watching Jay on right down tool. Fucking uh, who's the uh, Darren Detition, Darren Drager, like just all everyone is just a goat on that on that fucking channel. Every single person. So I'm I'm all about it. Sorry, <laughs> I said that I really like Sportsnet, but uh, this <laughs> is where the heart lies. Hell yeah, good stuff, dude. Yeah, we going clockwise. Am I next? You're you're next, sir. <laughs> Dude, the number one TV channel of all time, the Discovery Channel. Oh my god, dude, Man, best TV channel ever. Tell me, tell me, none of you guys ever freaked out when fucking Shark Week came on. Shark Week was dope. Oh, Shark Week dude, is remember, sick. Mythbusters unreal. Right uh, Deadliest Warrior was on Discovery for a little bit, if I'm right. That was, dude, just, yeah. Discovery had some good fucking shows. Yeah, that's fair. With really, really, really good runs. Yeah, I feel like I might have. I'm not known for this. I might have the basic bitch picks coming up. Um, Okay, my first my first pick is Spike TV. I'm going out to the the well that we know well. Um, One of my honorable mentions. Okay, we (laughs) we mentioned this, and I didn't get enough time to talk about it last time. But Raf, when we were talking about we 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 brought up TV channels, that's how we got on this topic one time. And you mentioned MXC, dude. I went back and watched MXC. It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) It's so good. I was sitting there with Megan while I showed it to her. It's on Amazon Prime, I think, for anyone who's wondering. Oh, don't quote. I'm pretty sure it is. And I was trying to explain to her, like, what it is. And I don't even know what it is. And then I looked it's like it up, a, dude, it's, a, it's an old Japanese show, right? That it's was a Japanese over. game show with an English dub. Yeah. But what's funny is the actual <laughs> Japanese game show was also just as ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I, I believe you're just seeing, like, what they actually played. And they're just dubbing it over with English. And then it kind of gives it, like, a, like a wipeout kind of feel. Exactly. Like a more witty wipeout. It's like wipeout from Alabama or something like that. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Do you know? Do you know someone died on that show? On MXC? uh, No, on like I think that's originally why. No, the uh, like the original Japanese game show. That's why they they stopped running it. No way. It doesn't surprise me. Somebody hundred percent would have broken their neck. Yes, (laughs) all those things were not very well set up. No, Josh. Okay, next one. This is the actual childhood TV channel. Fucking family channel, baby. Family Ooh. channel was unreal. Give me Zoe 101. <laughs> give me Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Give me fucking Sweet Life on Deck. Yeah. Give me Phil of the Future. Give me fucking all the family channel smoke. And give me all the top hits of like the Disney stars of like they would always play the music video in between shows. Like you get some. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. You got some Joe Bros. Like you got so much stuff. Um, Josh, yeah. we have somebody in chat currently asking, "Who is your family channel crush?" Oh, um, <laughs> um, okay, Jamie Lynn Spears was a smoke uh, in Zoe 101. Hillary Duff and Lizzie McGuire was unreal. <laughs> hey, this isn't weird because you were young at the time too, right? If if I'm going if I'm going cartoon like. Kim Possible can sit on my face any day. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, actually, okay, there's one more. Did you guys ever watch Bill of the Future? Yeah. You remember AJ Machalka, the girl, like, Phil's best friend? 
No, it's been she so long. Like, she has the blonde curly. Okay, have you guys ever seen Easy A? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you know Emma Stone's best friend in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, her. She was in Phil of the Future. She was unreal. Still is. She's still hot. It was like <laughs> Allie and AJ. They were they were like twins or some shit. But... <laughs> Moving on. Step brother tension life with Derek. That's one that we got in chat. Oh, oh dude. Um actually dude, actually Laggett. Oh yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I want all of it. Anyway. Whatever. Holy hell. <laughs> all right, is it me? No, it's me. It's you, okay. Dude, adult swim. What? Rick and Morty, family guy, every single oh, adult oh. cartoon show is on adult swim. Oh, dude, yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, a swimming channel. And I'm like, the fuck do you No, dude. Dude, it's literally like, Josh, it's all the TV shows that you and I, all the cartoons that you and I love watching on one channel. I love that. <laughs> like, it's actually so fucking sick. Like, you just can't. <laughs> you just can't. Do they have... Uh, what's up? Sorry, you are going to answer Razor in the chat? I believe Archer is on Adult Swim. Nice. I'm not nice. a big Archer guy, so I don't watch it. Have That's you... Have you me. Raph, have you watched... Uh, like a lot of the other adult animations, like the big ones, like Bojack Horseman, Archer, anything like that. Uh, Archer, I tried getting into, wasn't really my thing. Uh, no, I like like the old ones, like I like Family Guy, Futurama, American Dad, Rick and Morty. Um, yeah, no, like uh, what's it called? The only other like real adult one that we got into was Big Mouth, but that was just for a couple seasons. Yeah, even yeah. like I've I tried to get into Bojack a couple times. Yeah, and- apparently it's really good. Yeah, I just couldn't get past the stage where it was just the show I put on when I fell asleep. I believe, isn't Adventure Time also on Adult Swim, I think? Adventure Time's really fun if you ever want to watch something really trippy. Damn. All right. Ain't ever seen it. Uh, My next next channel, we're going to get a bit fucking weird in here, dude. My my next favorite channel was Showcase. I'm all about the Showcase, baby. Did you you used to have that back in Cowtown? Yep. You had Showcase back in Cowtown? Yeah, dude, it was so... Uh, a couple of reasons. First, trailer that was where Trailer Park Boys. That's where you found it in like oh. the TV days back in the cable days. Um, so that was always funny. Kenny versus Spenny. I was never like a huge fan, but it was kind of like, all right, that's a bit edgy. Kenny but versus also, Spenny was great. This is where we get a bit weird, boys. This was the first time where I kind of, I think, <laughs> experienced pornography. <laughs> Just uh, what can you do? Like that's, I don't maybe. Great, greatest of all time TV shows. Sometimes things are the greatest not because of the potential they bring, but the the mark they leave. And that's <laughs> kind of there was a there was a show there was a show. Okay, I need to look up what the fucking synopsis of the show was. What show was it? Can you describe it? It was called Web Dreams. Okay. Synopsis: Delving deep into the world of internet pornography, Web Dreams captures the glitter and grime of this multi-billion-dollar industry as seen through the eyes of real-life characters who inhabit it. By going beyond the seams to film sets, photo shoots, trade shows, launch parties, and more. That's fun. Yeah, that was uh, that was what twelve year old Elijah was fucking with at eleven o'clock at night. Everyone else was nice. sleeping. I snuck down and watched Web Dreams like a weirdo. All right, I feel that. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> my my next one or my last one, I should say, TLC. TLC had like hoarders, what not to wear say yes to the dress like all these like just funniest fuck like like toddlers and tiaras like so much shit like when i was homesick on a wednesday afternoon tlc dude i'm like fuck family channel i'm going to <laughs> and i'm pretty sure they even had 
What? What was the comment? You gotta be fucking kidding me. Elijah's dad's watching the podcast. (laughs) Did he he tell you to put a shirt on? He fucking commented in the chat. He said, cover my ears. (laughs) That's tough. Oh, shit. Oh, I, hope, I hope this uh, upper body looks okay when it's sweaty and it's a bit red. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So, oh, uh, no, it's it's Elijah's mom. mom. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, good God. This is going to be so bad now. Right. Can we delete this from live right away? Is that if, it makes you, if it makes you feel any better, my grandpa liked the, liked the video at some point oh, on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. I'm trying to make millions here. I'm trying to make a name for myself, all right? Don't right, mind bro. us. Right. Uh, can I do like a double whammy? Yes. Uh, National Geographic and the History Channel. Oh my god! Just categorize those in the Discovery dude, Channel, dude. Those were those two channels were probably the best channels ever to watch late night after like an edible or something like that, and you're just like sitting there, just completely zoinked out of your mind, looking at this fucking TV. They were the best because like you'd always have something that just be like super interesting that you could focus in on really hard. But also, like it's just like it's like TV. Like an episode ends, something new would start, and you wouldn't really be like that invested in it. Yeah, that. yeah. There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. E. I'm still shaking up, dude. I can't even focus. Fuck. Okay, <laughs> you know what? I'm doing it. The TV Guide, dude. The TV Guide was sick back in the day. Did you guys ever watch that? The what? No. The TV Guide. Just through on the Guide channel, just for fun. Yeah. No, Wait, I wouldn't oh, say. It. Right. I wouldn't say it. where the channels would just go. Like they would just go down the screen and like yeah yeah exactly the TV listings yeah okay like, I would, what I would say I, I, channel three was, or two two it was two. two yeah two yeah I would say that it wasn't like something that I enjoyed watching but for some reason like having to go back and watch the TV guy was kind of cool. Because I think at that point we were like, yeah, that's right. We like outdid our parents. They used to have to order the TV guide. Now we just have it on a scroll. Yeah. Like, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Okay. I like Raph, it. Do you have any idea what's going on in chat right now? <laughs> no idea. No, no. I think I'm getting called out, but it's fine. Okay. okay. <laughs> My first quote. Fucking Fox News, man. Oh, my God. Fox News. It's Good fucking- call. Dude, this fucking channel is just, in a way, it's almost entertaining, but like it is like mind numbing when you watch it. I just, I yeah. can't, I can't do it. Like, if you give me an hour of Fox News, like I'm good for two months, if not three. Josh, okay. would you rather? Now, let's just say something. Let's let's just say like, nah, that's a fucked up scenario. I'm not gonna say it. What if you woke up and your your dad was Tucker Carlson? Are you a little bit pissed off? Or are you like enjoying <laughs> the money that you guys have? Are you uh, finally checking out under that toupee? Are you like that yeah, for sure? Oh, I don't know, dude. I, I think that's a that's a tough sled. Like I'd hate to watch that and be like, Dad, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> Unless he just did it for the ratings, which I could easily see. I mean it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. yeah he's, I, I think people sell themselves. They sell them their souls to that kind of stuff. I don't 100%. doubt it. Yeah. It's inc- okay. it's insane. Raph? Dude, fucking TLC. Fuck that channel. Fuck, you stole my woke. Honey, honey Boo Boo sucked. Uh, Johnny K plus eight sucked. Go ahead. The thing about TLC is I can, you don't even have to tell me that TLC is on. You can remove the label that says TLC 
And I will know that it's TLC because all the TV shows on TLC have been exactly the same for the past 15 fucking years. Like they're the exact same composition. Nothing has changed about them. It's just a different fucking family. Seriously. Like I would say but the tough part is, so the original concepts of the show, like the John and Kate plus eight, I want to say that was the first one. That was kind of cool. Like it was that weird. one and the, uh, and was the like 18 kids and counting. Yeah. The Duggars or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Duggars was like a couple times past or like a couple yeah. years, maybe at most, but you're right. And even just the original concept. But nowadays, dude, it's just like, hey, you got like a fucking weird family. Let's make a TV show out of it. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, I'm completely out on the, the sister wife stuff. I think I think we need to just call a spade a spade and say that's fucking weird, guys. Like, yeah. I think yeah. we just got to do that eventually, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. a big love everybody guy, but also I'm a big like kind of say when it's weird guy. <laughs> That's weird. And yeah. fuck everyone that said I look like Kyle. Not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. Still kind of. Yeah. yeah, right. Oh, it's me. That's right. I was ranting. I forget. It's my time to go. Uh, I'm going much TV. Never really like. Yeah, much video, video, video on trial was okay. It always just kind of felt lame because we didn't have uh, MTV. So yeah. that was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. What The only like video on trial was sometimes funny. The countdowns always sucked. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm going with that one. That's okay. fair. It's a good shitty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one is the fucking Food Network. I actually oh, damn it. those. I fucking hate them. They're so bad. Like oh, all you do is make me like feel like a lazy piece of shit because yes. I I don't cook for myself and I don't cook that well. Um, like I'm just I like like <laughs> you're like I will never amount to that kind of to yeah, that kind of food like, in my like, life so, and like it's so easy to make like it's so easy to make yeah is it or like <laughs> if I be wandering around the grocery store for 45 minutes trying to find this particular spice that r- makes or breaks the dish like fuck off like <laughs> josh just looks like josh just looks uh, he's watching the food network and anytime they tell him to like simmer anything he just has no fucking idea what to do <laughs> he's yeah. just like yeah. uh like, yeah this was dude, i'm not even fucking mad just tell me what to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, we do have a bunch of people in chat saying that Iron Chef was dope. Um, I got it. I got to side with them on that one. Iron okay, Chef fine. probably one of there's maybe one or two good shows coming out of the Food Network, but it's much like TLC, dude. They're just pandering. They're yeah. pandering too much. Yeah, I agree. Okay. <clears throat> um, uh, it's Rob, my turn. Yeah. Yellow card. Uh, yeah, yellow card. Fuck, do you get another one? You're ejected. Uh, Carl in chat called it out. Uh, City TV. Sorry, boys. Oh, you actually are with him on that one. Hundred percent, I'm with him on that one. But then again, it's like it's just because it's not my kind of television, and I don't like it, and I find that I just can't fucking do it. Like I know you guys love The Bachelor. I know tons of people love The Bachelor. That's on ABC. Mm-hmm. It's also on City. Fact, you are yeah. correct. Okay, so All right. sorry, boys. Well, <laughs> I would. So the funny part about him saying that is because, like, my sister being autistic, she kind of runs the TVs in the house right now. Yeah, and. So like him saying city TV sucks is because they literally she, they're not allowed to watch another channel on that TV. Like she'll just change really? it right back. So they're they're probably done with it. That's why. <laughs> but, but it's progressed, dude. It's moved on from different shows over time. But now it's city TV. And I think num- the number one show that is on when I go over there is Hudson and Rex. So I'm kind of done with German Shepherds, dude. I'm out on German Shepherds. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Next up. Next up, dude, the the French channel. I don't remember which one it was. I want to say it was 18. That's all I know. Uh, that I think it was 18. Familiar. I think it was 18. No mine, mine was it was just constantly French, and I was like, what a waste of a channel. Like, can we put <laughs> something 
Put anything, dude. Just put the weather network without any anchor on there. That's what I'd rather have. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Okay. Gosh. My, my last one, Billy. Slice. Slice fucking. Okay, TLC is one thing. Don't get me wrong. Like That's like kind of like the family stuff. Slice is like real housewives. Yeah. Keeping up with the Kardashians like that. If you're, if you're, if you get approached by Slice, go to hell. Sorry. <laughs> Anytime Josh sets up a comment like that, you know it's pretty much something that's cancel culture worthy. Like I 100%. love it. That's yeah. when I start tuning in. Yeah. You get me going there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love how you guys probably are just on the edge of your seat. Like, come on, Josh, don't say something too stupid. Come on. <laughs> Keep the money in mind. Let's be yeah. careful. Love that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the BBC solely because of what they did to Top Gear. Uh, yeah. yeah. Every that like hard, guys. Yeah. Jeremy oh, Clarkson fucking hated the BBC the entire time. So I mean Yeah. Well yeah. everyone. Well it's just like they're just like censoring them and just not letting them do what they want to do with the show, but but I mean BBC like, was just very like But I could see that happening though. Like if even hypothetically, if Canada were to have a top gear, it would be on C B C it's government owned, like it would yeah. be the same censorship. I think they just like they probably just signed like a fucking lucrative deal because they probably got the most money because it's all yeah. government. So, but came out with censorship. So yeah, but now they're on Amazon World Tour, way better. Yeah, just let it fly, dude. Same kind of same kind of Top Gear vibes is great. Okay, E, round us off here, pal. Okay, last one. I've got what do I have written down here? It is you'll find it, Elijah. Just keep looking. Don't worry. I've got down the infomercial channel. <laughs> Always the worst, but kind of actually intriguing at times. The, the one thing about the infomercial channel, I would say, I think it was Spike TV was one of them. There's probably a couple, but there were there were shows that immediately went to like all from like the hours of like 1 a.m. to like 5 to 6 a.m. were just straight infomercials. The thing yeah. I'll say about it is that if you're not careful, you can quickly get roped in to being like 25 minutes of just not knowing where the time went. Because if you if you're for some reason interested in this pillowcase or this pillow that they're selling, you like you know there's a part you're hanging on to listen to, but they take so long getting to it, and it's like oh we're, like, yeah, it's it's tough to tough to break the cycle. I would say it's like crack cocaine. I love that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, in terms hey. of mentions, just for for my goats, I've got Spike and I've got CBS. Uh, okay. Loads honorable mentions: YTV and Nickelodeon. Dude, that what in your votes, hey? Yeah. Dude, old school, old school Nickelodeon was sick. I'll give you what that. You, but yeah, YTV, YTV, I will agree with you. Sabotaging yourself at the end there. Actually, no, sorry, Nickelodeon. No, it wasn't Nickelodeon. Um, you tell me you hate you hating on Rugrats right now? Yeah, I hated it. Teletoon. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Teletoon didn't like it. Yeah, interesting. Treehouse? What about Treehouse? <laughs> Treehouse was like, uh, like, dude, the Berenstein Bears, dude, hook me up. Uh, <laughs> or, fucking uh, slapped. Or fucking Big Comfy Couch, dude. You guys are the fucking, what are you guys, the fucking Dust Bunnies. That's what Elijah looks like right now. Is the, girl <laughs> dust the Big Comfy Couch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fair, fair. Hey, shut up. My dad always used to used to read Baron St. Bears to me to bed. Solid yeah, guy. Dude, I always Thanks, dude, I dad. always got the books from the library. The Baron St. Bears, baby. Yeah. You, ever, you, ever, you ever fuck with Double Dare, the ones with the watermelon on the cover? Yep. Yeah, those are good. Yep. Anyway. Shout out. Okay, okay, let's round this. We, we, we have one more thing. We got to do Masters picks, right? 
Yes. Raph, can you do you have a master's pick ready? You can't say Shambo. Fuck you. After him just fucking launching nukes at that warm-up, dude, he's fucking he's ready to go. <laughs> okay, should we, yeah. should, we, uh, should we talk about this video real quick? Because I I've I've uh I've mentioned it once on the podcast or in our friend group where this is apparently I think after he plays a practice round, this is what he does. He yeah, just fucking right? cranks him. It's all, yeah, he just cranks. Doesn't even give a fuck where it goes. He just cranks it, puts another one down, and he looks like he's, he, dude. He's a he's a weightlifter out there. Yeah, but it's actually insane. The you know what the there's two there's two parts of this video that I found hilarious. Number one is obviously fucking Bryson DeChambeau, just like what are like dinger, like three fifty <laughs> down the middle, catches the ball on the tee, dinger, three fifty down the middle. Yeah. The second part that made me cry was you just had VJ Singh just like watching him, like the 68 year old man, like still on the PGA tour, like just watching, like, holy fucking shit. Like, yeah. like, like uh, crying. Like, VJ used to play before anyone fit came in. Like, he, he was, yeah. it was like when Tiger came in, he's like, oh shit, there's a fit guy. We're all fucked. And now yeah. he's like, dude, where is this sport gone? Like, who is this meathead? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so master's pick, I'm going to say Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland, good choice. What's the thought there? Honestly, I don't really even know. I, I I like him. I think he's just like a fan favorite, so I'm rooting for him. I think he's going to start to turn himself into like the, the next Ricky Fowler. What's cool. his, uh, he's a pretty young guy, right? He is. He's like 23, 20, 22, I want to say. Hovland, he kind of sounds like an F1 racer there, eh, Josh? Yeah, a little bit. Well, I, I've heard I've heard a little something from people that that Rory is not the choice. Rory, that Rory has is quoted as saying his swing is off right now. That's not something you want to hear from a guy you're about to bet on. So where's where's Morikawa at? Uh, Morikawa is the favorite for sure. He's the favorite. He's not no, the he's, favorite. He's still no. He's not the favorite, but he's one of them for sure. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure who the exact favorite is, but I know Dustin Johnson it, is probably numero uno. Yeah. DJ's one, Speed is two. Yeah. yeah, and apparently Kepka is going to play, and he's going to give it a shot. And anytime yeah. Kepka's in a major, you always got to watch out for him. Well, he, um, was, he was quoted that he can't even like when he's reading a putt, like he can't be in like a catcher's position, like in the squatting, because his knee's still fucked up. So he's oh, going to be tough. like, you know, like when a catcher is like setting up outside, and their leg is like one leg's like out, but it's straight, yeah, and like the other knee that. is bent. That's what he's going to be doing. So we'll Jeez, see. That, but, like that's must watch TV, there, dude. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, okay. okay, Josh, what do you got? For what? Oh, you you did Hovland. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, I'm all Who spaced out have? here. Uh, I'm wrestling. I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna go Tony Fee now. I think he's gonna. I, I dude, the guy's played some phenomenal golf this year, yeah, and we know the story with him. You know, there's a curse. I know there's a curse, but very rarely do these curses last throughout an entire career. So, made 11 of 13 cuts this year. Uh, I will be drafting him on my DraftKings team, promo code THPN at sign up. Um, Tony Fino, that's the pick, guys. Another news and note, I think John Rom had his baby. I've been updating this every episode. I've been saying, don't <laughs> choose John Rom. He's going to have a baby. No, but I he think had. he had a baby. Yeah. Okay. So back on the John Rom wagon, right? Maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Not really sure about him. All right, John Rom, going to take it home. There you go. Episode okay. 35 of Stick and Ring Podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we will be in touch with you in about five days. So, oh, 
Thursday listeners about three days, four days, something like that. See you soon, guys. Oh.